Welcome to Sports and Stogies. Now, introducing your hosts, Cameron Winklewitz and Austin Hayes. But yeah, literally, Shane Gillis might be my new favorite comedian. I just watched the whole Live in Austin special. So funny. Very impressed. Like, I knew he's funny on podcasts, like funny as in general, but that full special, the guy can write too. Dude. And he makes it seem so, like, effortless. Yes, his delivery is perfect. Uh, Kind of one of us. Exactly. Oh, he just dude, feels just, like a just dude. Just a guy. Yeah. One of the boys. Yeah. And, like, his podcast, like, that's all they're talking about is just the bros. Now, do you guys know about the hype train that is Matt Rife? I the, know of it. The train needs to be derailed. Now, see, I didn't it's know bad. it. I just saw chicks simping over him. I didn't even know he's a comic. Then I looked him up, and I'm like, okay, he's a comic. We'll give him a shot. Not funny. At all. Like, I see the appeal for most. He's a great-looking dude. Yeah, of course, you know. I mean, veneers, fake teeth and all, but but yeah. comedy-wise, I, I don't know how he got so big. It's all crowd work. It's it's and this crowd work's not even that good. No, but man, that's like, not impressive I'm to me anyway. I'm also not a crowd work fan. Yeah, it doesn't make me laugh. I don't think it. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's funny. I can appreciate it if it's done well and you actually have some. The like, only time it's funny is if they're heckling. And, and all of Matt Rife's crowd are just twenty-five-year-old white chicks going, "Wow!" Every single thing he says. Yeah, it's like it's not even a joke. Why are you yelling? Like your name's Tom. Ah! Nice girl. Ah! <laughs> Shut up. I uh, think hey, he's a local guy, apparently from Urbana. Good to see success, but yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, it's great. There's, there's I mean, way funnier guys out there that should be as big, if not bigger, than he is right now. Yeah, yeah. Props to him for making it, but I mean, I just don't see the appeal. I mean, I get the appeal. Like, I get why chicks want to go to his shows because I'm pretty sure he bangs his fans. Here's my thing. I don't think you can be or should be both funny and attractive. The only way that works is if you got attractive after you were funny. Correct. Because you got to be funny first. Absolutely. All the funny guys grow up ugly and made fun of. Yeah, you can't yeah, go you the other way around. You can't be like. hot all your life and then just become funny. No. But I mean, Matt Rife did have meth mouth for a while. Whoa, allegedly. He had some pretty jacked up teeth. Jacked yeah. up, yes. Meth mouth, that's kind of... It's a little harsh. It's crossing the line there. Was it? It's a little harsh. I'm sorry. We'll say not great teeth. Not great teeth. Much more PC. Jacked up. British teeth, you could say that. That's more PC than USA. USA. <laughs> I don't think we have any British listeners out there. Not quite yet. If we do, America's better. I mean, it's a given. Come on now. 1776. Scoreboard, bitch. What? <laughs> Last year's FIBA World Cup. <laughs> Let's go. FIFA World Cup, sorry. And the FIBA. Play, run it up in basketball, too. Yeah, we. Uh, that shouldn't even be fair. <laughs> I mean, soccer, at least, we're not great at. But basketball, internationally, I mean, come on now. There's no way they're in FIBA. The UK? The UK? They got to oh, be, right? God, who's the best UK basketball Who? player? Uh, uh, it can't be. I don't think anybody. Is there the one end. guy in the league right now? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No. That'll be your trivia question. Name five guys from the UK that played <laughs> in the NBA. <laughs> Name one. <laughs> Stick to soccer over there, boys. We'll or be here football, all night. We will we be here say. all night. Now, with that, go ahead and pull up a chair. 
pour up a drink. And light that cigar. Because it's time for episode 41 of Sports and Stogie's Cam. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 41. Uh, we've had a pretty eventful day. Uh, you could say that. Uh, we had a golf scramble at work in memorial of your one of your close friends passing away. Our good buddy, Marcus Story. I never got the honor to meet him, unfortunately. I don't think I was at Silfex at the time. But I've heard great things. I've heard great things about your golf game. And dare I say, I saw it today. Whoa. <laughs> How'd you shoot? <laughs> oh, my short game. Phenomenal. Killed it. Really? Yeah. I was making crazy birdie putts. Like, I, I can't drive. Really? Can't drive. Dude, I would have thought that with you would be the complete opposite. Austin, how far into other people's fairways do my drives go? If it made it to the fairway. Their fairway. I mean, there were a lot of <laughs> shanks. Just No, no, no. The other hole's fairway. Yeah, I mean, if it went that far. Oh, that, oh yeah, that's if it true. Went, I topped a lot, but when I was getting under them, I mean. I mean you're hitting it. I was probably sending it 250. Piss but missiles? just in the complete wrong direction. Yeah, piss missile straight out to my right. <laughs> but the one. short game. Oh, the short game was fire. <sighs> Phenomenal. Arousing, dare I say. Yeah, I hit the the one of the birdie putts I hit was not even on the fringe, but the grass before the fringe. And you putt that? Putt through it. Not not even like a bump and run attempt? No. Just straight putt? Birdie putt. Man, don't <laughs> mess around. I think we shot, what, eight over overall for the uh, – as Best a scramble ball. team, yeah. yeah. Not bad. Yeah, good to get out there. A uh, little overcast. Rain held off, though. Did you guys win? No. no. no well, no. we have a guy that shouldn't even have played with us. It's a fact. He said he was just coming out to have fun, but he was actually just coming out to dominate scrubs who don't golf. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> he, like, goes on golfing trips and shit. Yeah, he's the only guy he in, knows in the his entire handicap. Company. No way. Yeah. He's, he's legit. His team shot like three under. What was his handicap? I don't know. I'd I have to ask tell you. him. But yeah, I, I assume every ball they played was probably his ball. Yeah, his, his team shot three under. So he just came out and shot three under while he uh, was Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, great time. Good to be out there enjoying some actual sports activity again. I don't, we don't really get much of that anymore. No. Because right we're now. old now. But it is basketball season for me. So. Is it? Get back in shape? Yeah. You got a hoop at the house? No. There's a couple kids that have a hoop down the road that I might have to go school. Going to go uh, teach them free throw form? I can shoot for I can shoot free throws, but <laughs> Good. Teach them up. I probably shot 90% throughout school. God, good for a big man. I was man. a free throw baller, dude. The elbow shot and the free throw was my green light zone. No hack-a-shack here. Not here. You're putting points up. <clears throat> well, I guess we should talk about what we're smoking on. Uh, I think we should. I got the PDM shade, which I think you had on show a couple months ago, and gave uh, it a probably perfect shorter than that. Fifty out of fifty, and so far so good on the fifty out of fifty. That s'mores note coming right back at me, Ugh. hard and heavy. I'm long overdue for one of those myself, actually. You need to get one. But today I have the Foundation Menelik, which I ordered a pair of online, which I don't love to do, but you really can't find these anywhere else. Uh, Foundation, of course, one of my favorite brands. Probably my number one favorite brand. This is my third ever Menelik. And it's definitely in my top 10, top 15 sticks of all time. Uh, great burn so far. Nice, easy draw. Although a little bit tighter than I usually like. 
But flavor-wise, it's dark chocolate and it's pepper. Little earth, little leather. Just phenomenal. Very well balanced and goes great with the standard Woodford Reserve we got right now. Absolutely. Overliable. Now, Captain Shane, what are you puffing on? I'm puffing on a mafioso. And this thing is phenomenal so far. Like, <clears throat> is it, I've never seen a shape like this before. Didn't know how I'd like the draw and everything, just with it narrowing down. I thought it might be a little tight. But complete opposite, dude. Completely open. Um, Taste-wise, I said it smelled like pepper. I, I knew I was going to get some pepper. But I'm getting, like, some garlic bread kind of taste in there, too. Oh, love dude, it. It's, oh, yeah. It's crazy. I love this thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we smoked one of those last week. Correct. And no better pairing overall than with a couple of speedy freezes, courtesy of Shane, as usual. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cam, did you get the garlic bread note? Um, uh, I think you mentioned that last week. Probably something like that. I got a lot of red pepper, though, was my... I don't think I can discern the pepper yet. I think, for me, it's just pepper. But I like it. Yeah, same thing. I thought, like, maybe the draw would be a little wonky, but it burns so well. Draw is so great. And again, I think you're only the third man now in Ohio to have one of those sticks. I feel honored. You should be. You feel like a mafioso? Dude, I, I fucking You feel like a wise guy? I love slow down, one. boys. <laughs> 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 Don't want to claim to be anything we're not. Well, uh, you know, we can't no. really say what we are or not. No, but. no false repping around here. We got one fan question today, I believe. What is the funniest sports interview that you've heard? Do you have one? I feel like all NBA post-game interviews are pretty solid. Can never go wrong there. But I don't I can't say I've actually sat down and listened to like full sports interviews other than those. I used to listen to a lot of like sports talk radio, especially Dan Patrick. Um, I want to say around 2015, 2016, he had Matt Harvey on, who was a pitcher for the Mets at the time. I mean, throwing great. And it was one of Matt Harvey's first ever interviews because every question that Dan asked, he kept saying, uh, yeah, you know, team's going good, but uh, today we're here to honor Qualcomm. And he kept going back to his sponsor after every question. Usually... You do your pitch at the end, right? Right. Hey, we're going to promote uh, State Farm today. But after every question, he would steer it back to, yeah, so I'm, uh, you know, got a good fastball going, curveball's working good, but uh, today we're here to honor Qualcomm. <laughs> and Dan's like, <laughs> okay, so uh, what's up with Qualcomm? <laughs> and it was like a three-minute interview until he just kicked him off because wow. he wouldn't quit talking about Qualcomm. And he called back in next, the next week and said, yeah, my bad, guys. I didn't understand how this whole thing worked. Uh, <laughs> we'll do an actual interview today now. It kind of reminds me of like the UFC guys pointing at their monster, like making it very well. They just got knocked out. They're on the ground while the other dude's getting their hand raised, and their coach slides the monster in their hand. And then turns it, you know, label forward. Yeah, and they're, they, they hold it up, <laughs> or they point at it. They always take a picture with it, like right next to their face. Just he guys like, that. what the hell, where am I? Did I get knocked out? Oh, monster. He just did that with his words. <laughs> Here lately, anything with Jokic in it has been comedy gold. Like, they asked him, uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts? He goes, uh, we get to go home now, and I'm happy we won. And they, like, they keep elaborating on it. They're like, what about that horse racing? He goes, I have a parade Thursday. I'll probably go Friday. No, his intention wasn't even to go to the parade. <laughs> he's like, oh, I guess I gotta go, but. <laughs> and he's like, 
maybe I can get the team jet. And they're like, yeah, I think you can probably get that. I, I think that might be something you can work out. He's like an unintentional comedic genius. I saw Isaiah Thomas say it. Like, he doesn't love basketball. He just happened to be good at it. So, like, where most people are like, oh, I got to go to work today. He's like, oh, I got to go drop a 40-point triple-double. I just got to go to work. <laughs> it's very Kawhi Leonard-esque. Yes. Or Tim Duncan-esque. Uh, in that same school. Yeah. Like, just casual dudes. He's showing up in sweatsuits to practice and games. He's just in a sweatsuit instead of suits and Met Gala He puts up outfits. 30, 15, and 12 and just thinks, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? And then throws on a shirt that says, I paused my game to be here. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did, too. Dude, they asked him about it. He goes, I play League of Legends. <laughs> he's I believe like, it. Dude, he's like a tryhard on it. He says that he plays it more than he practices. He just, he just goes home. And his wife, his his wife's like, "Hey, how's work? Like they yeah. don't they don't even call it basketball or anything. How was the day? How was the game? 12, anything like that? It was just how was work? And he's like, "Meh, League of Legends time." <laughs> Imagine getting on League and you're playing with Nikola Jokic, <laughs> and he's talking shit. <laughs> who you probably don't even know who it is because you're playing League. No, yeah, that's true. He's, he's just, just talking he's, shit. He just dude. dominates. Imagine he's, he's better. Shit. Imagine he's better at League than he is basketball. Uh, I can easily imagine that he yeah. probably is. Yeah. What, I mean, what is the guy not good at? I, I can't think of anything. Uh, losing? Yeah, he is pretty bad at losing. <laughs> not the only thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so as always, fan questions, guys. Send them in to our official email, sportsnestogies at gmail.com. Yeah, shout out to uh, Dennis Hayes. Papa that, Hayes. That fan cue. Correct. Uh, yeah, a lot of great ones there from, again, back from old Bam Patrick days. A lot of good funny interviews out there. Um, he had... Uh, he had Tanya Harding on one time, and he asked her about like being religious and then still doing what she did to Nancy Kerrigan. And she said, uh, I don't want to talk about this, and put her security guard on the phone. And the guy was like, hey, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, I'm uh, doing a radio interview. <laughs> What's up with you? Like, imagine putting your security guy on like, on a phone what call. What is he supposed to do? Exactly. Hey, man, you better quit. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Punch me, <laughs> dude? We forgot about the the infamous. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Oh, any Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> classic. <laughs> yeah, I miss that guy. We need more characters like that in the league right now. They'll actually just be entertaining and not yeah. give the typical. Well, try to help the team out. Do what I can. Uh, great game plan. Teammates did great. Zach Wilson was kind of funny. So was Baker for a while. <laughs> Baker's real. Defense yeah. sucks. I did everything I could. Dude, you threw three for 32 with 17 interceptions. Defense sucks. I bought out, though. I bought out. Keep it real. Mic drop. Now, kind of a slow week overall, but there is some NFL news to cover. It is indeed Trivia Tuesday. Let's hear it. Who has the most touchdowns in one season in NFL history? That is not a quarterback. The number of touchdowns is 31. Todd Gurley? No. No. Um, hmm. I need to think. A little sneaky. Is it sneaky? Uh, not really. No. Pretty well-known guy. Jerry Rice? No. 31 scores in a single season. 
almost two a game. And dare I say, probably was a hometown fave for a long time for you. Oh, LaDainian Tomlinson. Is that right? Yeah. And what, oh, six, oh, I think. Oh, four, oh, five, oh, six. I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Next question. We have three questions in NFL. We're tripling down. <clears throat> How many attempts do I get before you guys cut me off? Is it just like unlimited? Just answer the question. Just answer the question. Yeah, we'll judge. That hard. We'll, we'll go from there. Okay. Who, Who has the most rushing yards in a single game at 296? Ladanian Tomlinson? No. <laughs> Maybe all purpose, but not just rushing. It's the um, one and only. <clears throat> Jim Brown? And no. Two strikes. Three we'll give strikes. you one Brown. more. He went to the University of Oklahoma. Oklahoma legend. NFL legend. NFC North legend. Still hasn't retired legend. Adrian Peterson? There we go on the third try. And the third question. I believe we're going with one you you might not get. Who has the most passing yards in a single game in NFL history? At what, 556? 61 or 556, something like that. Patty Mahomes? Uh, curveball happened in 1951. Oh, okay. I think when they first invented the uh, forward pass. <laughs> Yet to be broken. <laughs> There's no way this is a real question. It's a fellow named Norm Van Rocklin. Oh, dude, that was my next guess. I know. We're all big fans of uh, Mr. Van Brocklin over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 1951, still not passed up yet. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Uh, you, kn- you know what now? I guess. All-time passing yard single-game leader, Norm Van Brocklin. We'll ask you that question in 15 minutes, see if you forgot. <laughs> who did he play for? Because I honestly looked it up, and I forgot already. So. Yeah, it's one you store away just in case that question ever comes up. Outside of that question, I can't think of one stat or one story about that guy. But for one game. Best QB honor. He was legendary. Now, uh, some running back news. The Vikings officially released Dalvin Cook. As expected, right? And the Patriots officially released James Robinson. But who I kind of forgot was a Patriot. Dalvin Cook said he wants to go somewhere that appreciates him. Is that a dig at Minnesota? Uh, probably. Because of his usage or because they didn't want to pay him? Probably his usage, I'd say. I mean, when he's healthy, he was getting 20, 25 carries a game. Uh, until they were like, what if we just <laughs> didn't do that and we threw the ball? 50 times a game. Yes. Um, I mean, I think he's a good running back. I think there's a lot of places he can go and be very useful. I think he can make teams better. Um, that's about it. Probably going to a contender. Someone that is already very good. They just need maybe one more good back. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Detroit. Uh, I don't hate it. But with Gibbs and, and Montgomery now, 
Uh, kind of got a full backup there. Maybe you go uh, Chicago. Don't hate that. Maybe you go Washington. Staying take in the division right take there. Take Antonio Gibson's job. Well, <laughs> Brian Robinson's job. Well, they're going to split. But I've heard a lot about Miami. Yeah. Go Miami. You're the guy immediately. But they're going to throw the ball 50 times a game, and you're going to be unhappy. As long as two is healthy. Yeah. So he's, what, 26 years old now? Is it the kiss of death for running backs after that first initial rookie contract? Because you've got Zeke still a free agent. Not as good as Dalvin Cook right now, of course. But Cook, Zeke, and now Lenny Fournette. All quality backs, all free agents, and with really no rush to sign these guys. Yeah, Lenny should get signed. Cook should get signed. I think Zeke brings too much personality with him and potential drama. Unless he's settled down a lot. Yeah, I would say not not anymore. Not these past two years or so. Um, Again, I think he's the worst back of the three now. But he does bring in great pass protection. He can catch the ball. He's he can, pretty, he can, he he's still a, got some legs under him. Pretty solid job blocker. But, yeah, I mean, Lenny and, and Cook are still quality backs. But teams just kind of don't sign guys like that anymore. Yeah, I don't know. If they can get a good deal, a uh, good team deal, team friendly, then they'll probably get signed probably by anyone. I mean, let's be honest. The Eagles could use one of those guys. Uh, of course they could. Uh, You know, uh, give L.A. Rams. I mean, is Cam Akers the guy? Gut says no, but look at his last games last year when he actually got healthy again. No, I know. Ran very well. But to have that secondary Dalvin Cook or just to split the shares a little bit more, like a 75-25, just that way you can keep him healthy, wouldn't be a bad idea. Not to mention, you got Kareem Hunt, still a free agent. The Bengals. The Bengals with maybe Joe Mixon. You have Joe Mixon, but even then, Samaje Pirine was pretty necessary. Uh, Saints. Kamara, question mark. You're bringing Jamal Williams, but he's not a 25 carry kind of guy. Is he the guy? Uh, Seattle's got... Long Marsh- as Kenny Walker's healthy. Marshawn Lynch Jr., Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I think nowadays when you can just draft a running back, pay them uh, the rookie typical contract for four years, and then draft a guy four years after that, that's kind of the route to go to right now, in, in today's league at least. Well, especially because it's getting to the point where running backs are so... Like, unless you're Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Eckler, I guess, but that's well. Even even Eckler was one of the guys that they had Melvin Gordon before him. His deal ran out, and they're like, "I mean, let's just let this guy play," and nothing really changed. I mean, I think for the most part now, if you have a great offensive line, it really doesn't matter who you put in the backfield. I mean, guys are going to get open lanes and, and put numbers up. Yeah. yeah, but then you have to ask the question: Why is running back stock still so high in the draft? Uh, it's not. Not the past even 10 years. Why did Bijan Robinson go? When he uh, because he's apparently the heir apparent to Adrian Peterson. You know, he's this kind of unicorn type of guy. 
But typically, you don't see guys get drafted in the top 10, top 20, even the whole first round anymore. I mean, can you think of anyone since Saquon that went as high as him and, and Bijan? Uh, since Saquon. I think he was the last like like top three guy. He had Zeke go fourth. Saquon, yeah. I think, went third that next year. Yeah. And that was kind of it. Why do I feel like... Uh... Somebody's watching me. No, what's his name? Ravens. DK. Or... J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I feel like he went high. Uh, I want to say late first round. Yeah. I think the, like 25th or something like that. The Ravens would have had a late pick the yeah. last like five, six years. And even then, in today's game, kind of early for a running back. And unfortunately, hasn't really paid off yet because he's been injured so much. Hmm. Maybe we're just getting to that point. I think we've been to that point. Um, what now, uh, what kind of coaches do you think this year are maybe starting off on the hot seat or will eventually be on the hot seat after, uh, maybe a slow start? Mr. Kevin Stefanski. Is that a fact? I think so. If the Brownies go two and five in their first seven, you think Kevin's gone? Oh, I don't think we fire during the season. It'll definitely be post No way. There's no way. If we didn't fire Joe Woods during the season last year, we're not going to fire anyone else. But I do think uh, he's on a – his time's dwindling. The seat's already a little bit toasty is what you're saying. Yeah. And deservedly so. I mean, you can't really blame him much for last year. It's tough to say. With the Watson thing. It's tough to say. He was – Pretty successful with Baker. Not as successful as we would have liked to have been because of the regression. We went to the playoffs, won a playoff game, dog shit the next year. And then that was just a freaking Nick Chubb was getting like 10 carries a game. It was terrible coaching. So, I don't know. And you, again, can't blame him for Joe Woods sabotaging the defense. Hopefully this year, new coordinator, they improve, and Stefanski feels a little more comfortable. But at some point, you can step in, right? As a head coach, we think so. You like, have the ultimate veto like, card. That is your kind of your job. I mean, after five games in Joe Woods, after that Jets loss especially, you would think you sit down and say, hey, man, uh, maybe you should change things or maybe I'd take over some of the play calling here something but at least be a leader right yeah he seems only focused on offense which I don't hate but even sometimes are off he goes forward on fourth way too much especially when it doesn't matter like take the field goal if we're on the 35 and it's zero to zero and five minutes into the first quarter take the field goal the man's aggressive, which I can respect to a degree, but yeah, when you have easy points there, especially early, it's it's just it seems like you're too cocky, you know. Especially when you guys have proven that you aren't really great at it, you can't keep doing it. Now, if it's like a fourth and one, and you're going to bust out the tush push, I get it. Oh, you might as well. That's yeah. fine. But he goes for it a lot on like fourth and five, fourth and three, fourth and four. We never, we hardly ever have fourth and one, but I don't get it. 
and it's been his biggest downside to his entire coaching stint in Cleveland thus far. Seems like the players like him. He's a good locker room kind of coach. Oh, definitely. And that goes a long way, but play calling wise, again, some question marks. Now, I think even more so than Stefanski is Brandon Staley in L.A. I was kind of shocked he didn't get fired in the offseason. Now, they brought in new coordinators. But overall, I think he had kind of the same problems. He would go for it too often on fourth down in situations where you didn't need to or shouldn't go for it. Uh, has questionable play calling, to say the least. And from what I read from Charger fans, maybe not that great of a locker room presence either. Young coach still can definitely get better, can still improve. But if they don't turn things around this year and at least make the playoffs, if not win a game or two, I would not be shocked at all to see him go next year. I think them getting rid of Lombardi should go helps, a long way. Helps that pinpoint the blame on their head coach. Lombardi was to the Chargers what Joe Woods was to the Browns. Just a complete saboteur on that side of the ball. I agree. I agree with that. Now, any questions about Ron Rivera in Washington? Again, that guy, players love him. Maybe with the new ownership. They want to bring their own thing in, their own regime. Maybe. I mean, go ahead. It's just, it's really hard in Washington because I think everyone kind of knows they're not going to do much. So, I mean, as a coach, there's only so much you can do with the cards you're given, you know? Tell that to Brian Dayball. <laughs> That's a uh, fact. Tell now, that now, to, now you bring in Eric Bieniemy as OC. Should help you out there. Oh, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Ron Rivera's going to ride out this last year. Eric Bieniemy takes over as head coach. I think that's the plan. Because there's really no logical reason for Bieniemy to go. He got a great contract, which we discussed and broke down on the show God, when did he get months ago? It was probably two months, right around the draft. Yeah, February, give or take. Yeah. Um, He does have some, like, more responsibility and opportunities. But there's got to be, like, he had to have sat down and had a talk. Like, you know, if if we get rid of Ron Rivera, wink, wink, if, Uh, wink, then we're going to need a head coach, and we like to do internal hiring, wink, wink, wink. And you only have to be here a year, wink, wink. Yeah, we knew he wanted to prove that he could win without Andy Reid and Mahomes. Go coach a new offense, start over, and then come next year. Again, all but officially said, Rivera goes, maybe retires, and Biennemi steps into a finally head coaching position. And honestly... The Commanders aren't too far away from success. A few key pieces is really all they need. Their defense is all right. They could use Good a, enough. They could use a solid defensive leader, and they just pretty much need a quarterback. They have pretty solid offensive weapons. You key maybe get a solid corner. A solid defensive like linebacker as a leader, and then a quarterback to lead your offense. They're sitting pretty. <laughs> so you don't think Sam Howell is that guy to lead that offense? 
I don't think so. Because he's projected to be the starter. And maybe Biennemi takes him and turns him into a top 10 kind of guy. Who knows? I'd be very impressed. I now, will go ahead and hand him Belichick's <laughs> title of best coach <laughs> ever. Now on that topic, I think we're going to break down the East divisions in each conference. Starting with the NFC East. Uh, I think we all agree Washington probably comes in last place there, right? Yeah, they should. Yeah, should probably still be a seven and ten kind of team. <clears throat> should compete, steal some games, maybe spoil a couple teams late, um, but definitely not making a push for a playoff spot. And that's not really expectation there either. So, I think anything anything productive, especially on offense, seeing how the enemy does come in and actually make a change will be a step in the right direction for that team, especially under new ownership this year. I think anything better than, like you said, like 7-10, and 10, it, it, it's something to be proud of over there, you know? Yeah, it's, I mean, especially the division with everyone else being very good. The, now, third place, what do you think? Probably the Giants. I agree. But... If Jalen Hyatt is what he's supposed to be, I think they could knock the Cowboys down. Uh, wouldn't shock me. I think the Giants overachieved last year with the roster they had because of Brian Dayball. But now a new year and a fully paid Danny Dollars. Bring in Jalen Hyatt. However, Saquon has yet to sign his franchise tag. Still in limbo. I think that will get done eventually. Either a new deal or if he does not, sign. It is going to hurt them critically. No Saquon. Do they come in behind the commanders? Probably. He was the focal point of their offense. He was their offense. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. And it all comes down to, yet again, Dallas and Philly battling for the division. I think Philly still wins by two games at least. Um, I wish I could say otherwise, but I just don't see Dallas making that next step to, to topple them. Not because of the lack of talent in Dallas, but Philly's just so good on both sides of the ball. Honestly, <clears throat> that might not just be a battle for the division. It might be a battle for the NFC. I mean, yeah, top to bottom, they're really bad. Other than the Niners, I really don't see any team that made significant leaps and bounds to be the number one. The South is terrible. Probably the worst division in football. The North, not that far behind. So, yeah, outside of San Fran, it should be Philly and Dallas battling for that number one, number two seed. Which could be interesting. Should be. Now the AFC. This is anybody's ball game right here. I think we agree again. Last place should be New England. Should be. But you never know. Should be. I think we could, this is one of the few times where I'm confident saying the entire AFC East will be in the playoffs. I don't hate it. Even as stacked as the AFC is, barring New England, those three teams in here are just, I I love them all. Jets, Bills, Dolphins locked in. At least a playoff berth for all of them. As long as two is healthy. As long as two is healthy, playoffs. I just I don't sneaky Bill Belichick. I know Mac Jones isn't the guy, but he's been getting the job done. I mean, they if he they had any talent at quarterback, they would easily make the playoffs. They have a great defense, 
always. And nobody's on offense that could any single one of their players could give you 100-plus yards and multiple scores for no reason. But you, you've got to think, four out of those six spots go to division leaders, and then you have to consider Baltimore, and since he's probably going to be tight, Chargers, Chiefs is going to be tight. No, it's not. And Denver. And Denver, yeah. It should be, but we thought the same thing last year. If Lamar oh, if, yeah. if Lamar doesn't go down, yes, Cincy and Baltimore will be tight. I would hope that Cleveland will be tight too, and Pittsburgh isn't that far behind. Kenny Pickett made great improvements. Now he's got a full offseason with these guys. And again, Tomlin, right behind Bill Belichick, is one of the best coaches ever. I would say I think Pittsburgh and New England are kind of in the same boat right now. Should come in last in their division, but wouldn't shock anybody if they won more games than they should. So, I I just I can't see an outcome where New England makes it if you think you look at that division. I'm going to say Bills probably take it. I'm going to look at this division and tell you New England wins a game against the Jets, Bills, and Dolphins. They I, split with all. I of like them. that for sure. I could see it. I I'm, can't tell you confidently that there's another team on there that splits with every team. I don't think the Bills will split. I think they'll take two losses to one of these teams. I can't. I, I don't think the Jets will split. I think they'll take two losses to one of these teams. The Dolphins, same way. The only team that I can tell you confidently that will split is New England. Now call me crazy. I'm going New England fourth, of course. I think third is going to be the Bills. Really? They're the only team that didn't really improve Yeah, I much. think they regressed a little bit. I think we saw it last year where they relied so much on Josh Allen, and he kind of fell short at times. A lot of turnovers, especially in the red zone, that hopefully changes, should be worked on. But I think, are we maybe a little too high on the Jets right now? Possibly. Probably. But they should improve. But I'm going to go Jets 2, Miami 1, and they win the division. Barring Tua does stay healthy. If Tua gets hurt, totally changes. Depending on oh, yeah. when, is how you place the Bills. See, but I think this is the Jets' division to lose. But we just, should be. We just don't know. You know, we don't know. That's why we're making predictions and guesses. So <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the whole I'm, point of this segment. I'm gonna go Miami one, Bills two, Jets three, New England four. I can see the Bills and Jets having like identical records and probably splitting with each other. But I love the Jets' defense. Brees Hall comes back healthy. You bring in new weapons on offense. If Aaron Rodgers plays like two years ago, Aaron Rodgers, then they should definitely win at least 11, 12, maybe 13 games. It's tough. The AFC is tough. As a whole. Every team in the AFC is pretty solid. Even the even the Texans are like a wild card. For I mean, me right yeah, now. you know, you got. Are they going to compete? Maybe not, but they look promising. Bryce Young could be with Bryce Young Stroud. and I mean Stroud, Stroud, Stroud and Will Anderson now. There's a lot of young talent there. The future looks bright. Uh, if the Colts can utilize Anthony Richardson to his full potential, they might. Scary, you know, bring back healthy Jonathan Taylor. Still a good defense. Tennessee is always right up there. Jacksonville should be very good. The entire oh, West is stacked. Tennessee is on their way out. 
I agree. I think they will be. I don't think they'll be close to playoffs next year. I think they're a very soon bottom of the conference kind of team. I think that might be already the case. Unless Will Levis is just that guy. Which he could be. Could I mean, be. Who knows? He was that guy in Kentucky. But this is the NFL. He now. was phenomenal against all of his competition for the most part. So that's kind of a, another one of those wild cards. I'm less confident in Will Levis than I am in Richardson, Stroud, and Young as far as the top four rookie quarterbacks go. And in my opinion, those are the top four right now. Yeah, I think just based on situation and then talent overall, yeah, he's probably fourth place for sure. Again, I, I like Young better. I don't love where he's at, but they're on the upswing. Um, uh, sort of. You want to hope. Same thing with Shroud. Their Future looks Houston's bright. definitely on the upswing. Yeah. But I don't know. I think the the Panthers got what they needed, but they also lost DJ Moore, and you don't really have anyone to replace him. Thielen is not going to replace DJ Moore. No, not now. He doesn't have that deep threat capability that DJ Moore has. He's got great over-the-middle route running and great secure catching. Thielen does, but that can only get you so far. And it might open up the field for other guys. But yeah, they're the Panthers, I think they're close. <laughs> but no cigar. But no cigar. <laughs> and maybe we'll cover the South next week. Who knows? Yeah, East-wise, I'm going to go Dolphins. I'm going to go Eagles. Which I don't think is probably too far out there. It's probably the consensus. Yeah, I got Jets and Eagles. Again, the, on paper, the Jets should win too. Yeah, I, I'm more confident in the Jets because... For me, two is a wild card. Um, anything could happen. I know they have these new padded helmets. I know they've. he's ready to go. But in the AFC, you're facing so many great defenses and so many great sackers that it's very tough to just be that confident that he won't get hurt again. And even healthy... Maybe he's not quite there mentally like he was last year. Maybe he's scared of getting hurt again or hesitant to make certain decisions. Oh, he's... Uh, that's not true. Uh, I mean, well, you never know. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. I mean, he was debating retirement in the offseason. Uh, stories say at least. He probably, had, he probably was like, yeah, I thought I was going to have to retire or something like that. I mean, if he takes one more concussion, he's got to. But, yeah, I don't think... He is in mental is going to play a factor at all. Hey, fingers crossed. Let's hope. Uh, do you want to mention the XFL? They lost $60 million this season. Is that a surprise? I didn't even know. How did they? How did they lose? six? I didn't even know they had $60 million. <laughs> well, they don't now. Like, <laughs> how does that even happen? Like, after week one, you're like, oh, we're down a million. Uh-oh. Maybe we'll get better viewership and stuff week two. After week two, oh, we're down ten. Like, at what point are you like, uh, maybe we should pump the brakes or something? And I do think viewership is a big part, especially because they almost got no, like, promotion. 
I was gonna like say, social media wise, nobody talks about XFL. It's not no. including like the XFL actual social media. Yeah, it is very entertaining though. Fun to watch. Yeah, I, mean, I like. I enjoyed watching it, especially during the off season. There's nothing really else on on yeah. Sunday. But yeah, no promo. I mean, it's not like football fans are gonna immediately hop to NHL and basketball. No, not your casual. I don't. I mean, do you guys remember this like a few years back where there was that springtime league? It was like the AFL or something or AAF. I, I forget what it was. The American yeah, football that, league, right? And then the USFL too, I think. Yeah, the I, USFL, the Canadian Football League, like they're still a thing. Arena yeah. football. And I mean arena like, football. Antonio Brown is the first player to ever play and own an arena team. Fun fact, did you know there was a warrant out for Antonio Brown because he robbed a daycare center recently? That can't be true. Did you it's know true. Antonio Brown was also not paying his arena football players? That <laughs> <laughs> I do believe. Allegedly. Such a stand up guy. Let me pull up this story. It's always the guys you least expect, you know? To rob, to rob to rob a daycare? What what does a daycare even have? Children. <laughs> Antonio Brown was stealing kids. <laughs> There's no way, right? <laughs> that can't be true. I actually I didn't even see this story. Neither did I. He it's from April twenty Oh, dude, he burgled a freaking daycare? No way. You guys want a good laugh? Just Google Antonio Brown. And there's just every story, every highlight here, every link is it's pretty fantastic. Uh, there's a man shot an air rifle at a uh, daycare, uh, not Antonio Brown. I don't know why I can't find this. Did you dream this story? No, I saw I saw it on Instagram like two days ago. Was it fake? No, it was from <laughs> was rap. It one of those jokes. It was from rap. Just look Whoa. up Ian Rappaport yeah, Antonio yeah, Brown. Yeah, Google him. <laughs> the first thing after Antonio Brown, the autofill says Antonio Brown number. Which I find a little interesting. What is his number? Uh, is it that, or is it like his, <laughs> people are trying to look up his phone number? That uh, could be either. <laughs> hey, AB man, I got a <laughs> I got a daycare if here. If there was a guy to answer random phone calls, it definitely would definitely AB. be Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend! Uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Johnny Depp donated all of the $1 million settlement from Amber Heard and his trial to charity. As expected. Good job, Johnny. Way to have another dub for the boys. I'm glad we're uh, pre-logged into Twitter here. We should be. <laughs> As we're always prepped on this show. Uh, let me... I got, I got it in my notes. I'm not going to say our password out loud. <laughs> it's a password... <laughs> 2023. Password, pee-pee-poo-poo, 915. It's in there somewhere. It's all my passwords. Don't get any ideas. Just pull up old Mike, or Ian, I should say. Go ahead and type that in here. They should all be the same. <laughs> Whoa, no, don't go saying that on air. You get one, you get them all. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. We have to pause here, boys. I don't think so. I think you can just search it into Twitter instead of trying to log in. No, it won't let me search without logging in. Since when? Elon Musk, what are you doing, bro? I, I just got a Gmail notification that I'm doing. Can we call Rappaport and get him on the show? Maybe. And maybe discuss this AB topic? Why does it think your phone is a Galaxy S21, Cam? Because it's his phone. But it came through on yours. It came through on his, too. It did. All right. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. 
killing time here on Sports. Why don't Stogies. you just sign in on Twitter? That's what I just did. And bro. there we go. We're now officially signed in. All right, Ian Rappaport. Rap sheet. And there's Jokic uh, apparently having a mental breakdown when he found out the, uh, the parade on the on Thursday. He's got to stick around a few more days. Why did you not just look up a rap sheet, dude? <laughs> There's Antonio Brown child. <laughs> look up Ian Rappaport. <laughs> Jesus. There we go. There's a rap sheet. And I guarantee you the story is not actually a thing. I think I think Shane totally <laughs> tripped this. I'm not tripping. I 100% agree with Austin. <laughs> I think we just wasted five minutes on nothing. Okay, let's just keep talking, and I'll try to find it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what's next? You want to go to fantasy. Fantasy? Who are we avoiding? I'm maybe gonna... uh, some personal bias, maybe overall guys that we think you should not draft by any means. Uh, no, I'm not going to say you shouldn't draft these guys, but I will not be drafting these guys, and I will give you a reason for each of these guys. I'll say go ahead and draft these guys if you're in our fantasy league, which I think we have still one or two spots open for. Yeah, I'll, we need to put a post back up about that. I am avoiding Alvin Kamara. Uh, goes without saying. There's a lot of slack coming on this spot right here i'm avoiding Bijan robinson again i agree i think based on where he's going that is exactly why i'm not comfortable taking him in the first round not at all not when you've got guys out there that i feel much if, more comfortable with if i can get him in the second i'm comfortable with that and again he might blow up and prove us wrong i hope he does i do too but the risk is just too much for me it's a rookie running back first round questionable team not comfortable there who do you got? Name two guys. Um, I'll go and stick with running back first. Josh Jacobs. Great year last year. Rushing leader. Definitely will regress. Especially with now Jimmy G. An offense that has a lot if, of question marks. I will say, on Josh Jacobs' defense, if anything, Jimmy G will make the running game better. In theory, but I think because now teams can focus on stacking the box and shutting down that running game you because they're say not scared of the deep ball. I want to say that's true. However, in games that the 49ers played against that stacked box, it was nothing for Jimmy G to throw 350 and four scores. He can. I hope he does. But I think, again, with where Jacobs is going, too high for me. If you get him in the late second or third round, have at it. But uh, I think he had his best year of his career last year. He will not quite even come close to that this year. And your other running back. Do you have another running back? I don't, but I'm going to go Tua Tungavailoa because of the injury question mark. I actually scratched him out and replaced him with someone else because I don't like to use the injury bug as... Because then it's then why is Christian McCaffrey not on my avoid? You know what I mean? Uh, if he plays 11 games even, he's going to give you 25 a game. Same with Tua. If he plays eight games, he's probably going to drop 30 every game. Yeah, but at quarterback, at least in our leagues, that's even more important. I will say he's going around the 15 overall quarterback spot. If you get him late and he pays off, I mean, great for you. But for me, I'd rather not take a chance. I'd rather get someone new I can yeah, I count think, on. I think there's low risk with Tua because you're probably not going to draft him as your first quarterback. 
Uh, not in a typical 10-team league. No. So that's kind of an odd one. But I understand your point. I just know for me, I'd rather have Rodgers or even Geno Smith and that kind of late quarterback I'll swing ranking. a QB at you. Hit me. Bryce Young. I don't like rookie quarterbacks in general. I but I know a lot of people specifically do. don't like Bryce Young because of his situation. I think he'll get the rushing yards. I was going to say even with the rushing upside. But there's nobody to throw the ball to. Like it wouldn't shock me if he averages probably less than 200 passing yards a game. A Justin Fields type season, low passing numbers but heavy rushing upside. But maybe if if they even use him that way, maybe not as heavy as Justin Fields. Not to that degree, I don't think. Justin Fields is a lot bigger. Um, even look at Kyler. That's kind of how I do this comparison: Bryce Young to Kyler Murray because they're similar builds. And I'm assuming they will be similar play styles. He's got a cannon. There's nobody to re- on the receiving end of that. Um, it's going to be tough for him to get out of the pocket if it collapses. Which it will. And it's going to be tough f- because every team is going to put a spy out. Uh, I don't see big breakaway runs coming from him, and I don't see a whole lot of passing upside, at least right now. Anybody else you got? Dak Prescott. Almost wrote him down. I just, I don't know. I like it a little bit more, but in a new system, after having the same system for so long and you're bringing in a new vet wide receiver, which I think will be beneficial, but also with this new system, who knows what the what it's going to be. And with Pollard being the only back now, I think they're going to heavily utilize him. And I just don't see Dak putting up sexy numbers without the turnovers. That's the issue. We know we can throw. He's going to throw. But you watched him last year when he came back. I mean, two picks a game. Routine. That's scary. So, boys, I cannot find the story. Because it's not real. Anywhere. So, I'd like to recall that statement. He did not rob a daycare, but he is. he does have a warrant for not paying $30,000 in child support. Shocker. That's a, that's a long stretch from robbing a daycare. He's yeah. allegedly not paying his arena football team's <laughs> players. And we are now he's not paying. Are we surprised? Allegedly not paying <laughs> child support. Not really. No. But he did not rob a daycare. He AB, sorry for that fake news. Feel free to come on and clear your name. Yell at chain. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of things you can say about A.B. I mean, a lot of things. But, but daycare robber, not one of them. He ain't burgling no, daycares. <laughs> Who is? Is there a, like, why can't it be any other thing besides burglary? Because he made it up. Why didn't we think off the bat, wait a minute, you don't rob a daycare. No, no, no. Well, I kind of did. So what does a daycare even We have? should have actually pushed that harder. But, like, the actual name of it, burglary. Like, you burgled somebody. Who came up with that? That's an old archaic. Term. Robbed wasn't good enough. Nope. Stole. Nope. You stole from. You burgled somebody. 
I feel like if you get burgled, you, I'm going to make fun of you. It seems very minor. Yeah. If you got robbed, you're like, damn, okay, dude came up with a knife or a gun. Got robbed. Like, that's serious. But you, you got, got burgled? Probably. <laughs> 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 I can't take you seriously. You deserved it. Yeah, you couldn't stop yourself from getting burgled. Come on, dude. Also, is there a, like, if you're a criminal, you're like bragging to your buddies, yeah, I, I burgled this guy. <laughs> They're like, dude, get the fuck out of here, man. You amateur. I just robbed a bank and you burgled some dude. I remember when I was burgling. <laughs> yeah, when I was nine years old. <laughs> yeah, bro, I just hit up this daycare, burgled it. Oh, also for running backs, I have Eagles running backs. Yeah. As a whole. Yeah. Avoiding um, all of that. I do like where Rashad Penny's going late. I think he gets a lot of those like end zone, five-yard line kind of carries, but not a guy you want to start. Unless somebody else there gets hurt and he's going to get 20 carries. Any kind of split backfield team worries me. And I've got three wideouts. I've got a pair. Same team. Whoa. Just kidding. <laughs> the old curveball. I do me. not want any Panthers wideouts, believe it or not. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, can you name one besides Adam Thielen? <clears throat> no. Exactly. I got Jerry Judy. Oh, man. I keep going back and forth on him. Why do you not want him? I don't want him because Cortland Sutton is the number one. And that's been made very clear. Cortland Sutton is the only Broncos running back I'm sold or wide receiver I'm sold on. Judy still has a lot to work on. I think he's got great potential. But I haven't seen the development from him at this stage in his career that I would like to see. I agree. I think even with a new system with Sean Payton coming in, they should be more high-powered. I mean, you can't get much worse than they were last year. But yeah, I would go Sutton for sure over Jerry Judy. My guy, Hollywood Brown. Really? Yep. Losing D-Hop, Kyler might not start the year. Uh, Look, if you get him as your number three, so be it. I love Hollywood without D-Hop. You think? Because before D-Hop came back, he was like a top five wideout. I'm doubling Hollywood every play because there's no threat elsewhere, especially if Kyler does not play the first three, four, five Why was he leading the league in receptions then until D-Hop came back? Nobody cared about him. And people are going to care all of a sudden? Uh, you have to. I mean, there's, again, I think the Eagles. I but mean, they the, uh, didn't. I think the Cardinals win three, four game stops. Doesn't matter. He might give you garbage time numbers. Who knows? He'll be the garbage time MVP. Good. Draft him then. Because I do not want him. I love Hollywood Brown. How about a guy you don't love? Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm with you. Too, not because I don't love him. Not because I don't love him, but there's too much going on on that offense. Kenny Walker's got to get his share. DK's got to get his share. Lockett's going to get his share, no matter what. And there's just not enough ball to go around. In five years, three years even, love the guy. But right now, rookie year being the third option, at least on paper, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, This guy really should not even have to be on the list. It should be common knowledge. Juju Smith-Schuster. Again, he's probably the number one guy now in New England, but... They're going to throw the ball 18, 20 times a game. And same thing with D-Hop. I mean, with, with Hollywood, I think you double him every play. I because agree. there's no one else to throw to. What are you scared of there? Uh, are you really scared enough of Juju to double him? No. But what else do you got your safety to do? Make a sandwich, take a nap? I got another guy that I'm going to get a lot of slack for. A lot of slack? This was actually brought up multiple times. 
by multiple people. I refuse to change it. <laughs> and you can embrace it? I'm going to embrace All it. All right, then I'm going to give you slack for this pick. Amon Ra St. Brown. You're a known Amon Ra hater. Not a hater. However, I just don't think he is going to have the production that people expect. And we kind of saw that last year. Even when he came back from injury, it still was a regression significantly. Um, I don't think he'll have that bad of a year. But again, his spot in the draft... I'm not comfortable taking he, he's it. He's going like early second. He's like the fifth wideout taken. I'm not comfortable with that. Even with Jamison Williams being out for the first six games, he might blow up those first six. But after that, yeah, I'm definitely not sold on him as my number one wideout overall. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Not. I think he's going to be good, but not good enough to take in that early. That early. And then I have just tight ends in general. If you don't get Kelsey in the first round, I hate taking a pick in the third or fourth on Mark Andrews or George Kittle or even Kyle Pitts. Well, you're dumb. Call me dumb. I'd rather take a second running back or second wideout in the third round. I can wait because the gap from Kelsey to number two, whoever it may be, is so huge. And the gap from number two to like number 15 is pretty small. Between... Fantasy-wise, between Kittle, Andrews, and Kelsey isn't that significant. Pretty big. Simply because of usage. However, Andrews and Lamar could be just as good as Patrick and Kelsey. They have chemistry, but now you bring in OBJ. You bring in Zay Flowers. Target and share might go down just some. just opens up the seam right up the middle 75 yards there goes mark andrews again in theory could work out great but and i don't kittle, i don't want him in the third round kittle i don't think there's a better rack tight end i think overall wise maybe not fantasy i think kittle's the best tight end in football great blocker great hands good in the run game and the pass game but i don't want him in the third fourth round i absolutely do take him then he's all yours pal i will when he blows up wins you a championship come back to me <laughs> I will. But I'd rather wait. If I don't get Kelsey, I'm waiting until the if 12th, I get 13th round. Kittle and he averages 20 a game, 15 a game, I will let you know every week on this show. You should. Every week. And I will I'll eat my crow. And I will look at your pick in that same round that I got Kittle and do a comparison weekly. I love it. So Cause I'll take Amon Ross St. Brown in the second round instead. And then I'll tell you to eat your shorts. <laughs> you know what? I will. I will. And now with that, I think it's time for another Trivia Tuesday NBA-wise. Throw them at me. You're a notorious 76ers fan. Yeah. Who's the all-time leading 76er in scoring? Allen Iverson. No. Billy Cunningham. No. That's what a confident answer right there. Um, 21,900 and something odd points. It's going to be Tobias Harris, right? No. <laughs> That'd be missed shots you're thinking of. <laughs> How old? Uh, you can't question the trivia question. No question. But you're on two strikes. I'm on two strikes. I feel like I get a little bit of a hint. I mean, how, what t- what time period am I looking You'd at? You'd have to give me my phone. 
I feel like that's not a good sign for me. I'm not uh, a 76ers fan, yeah. so I want to know. Well, he's a current Sixer fan, not a historical. J.J. Redick. <laughs> no. A second. Let's see. It's not AI? No. Last year he played was 73. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. But he played for almost 20 years. I have a guess. I'll let Shane go first, though. And the last throwing a nasty pitch right here, curveball just outside. Are you going to hit it or not? No. Strike. Just count. You don't even have another three. player. Can you just name another guy? I'm trying to think of people from the '70s, but I really can't. Just, just name another Sixer then. Uh, I'll. I don't even know. Not that old. I don't know. Austin. Um, yeah, I was wrong. This guy was, in, was not even a Sixer. I was going to say George Mikan, but... Oh, uh, I love that guess. I think he was a Laker. He was a Laker. Mr. Hal Greer. <laughs> Sneaky Hal Greer. That's a great uh, question. I would not have got that either. No. Clearly. <clears throat> Any more NBA trivia? Got two more. Oh, shit. Oh, man. What year was the first NBA game? NBA game. Nineteen. You have halfway a, correct. You have ninety-nine options here. Nineteen sixty-eight. <laughs> no. Austin, or you would, got? Wait, you got two more guesses. Oh. Nineteen fifty-three. No. Uh, my first thought was like forty-seven. No. Nineteen forty-nine. 1946. God oh. damn it. I was the so close. The 46-47 season. So, have, okay, I'm half right. Do you have any idea who played? George Mikan. <laughs> yeah, bingo. <laughs> that would be incorrect. I mean, the teams that played that year. I'm going to go Boston. No. And the Minnesota Lakers. No. Memphis. No. Uh, the Cincinnati Royals. No. One team still has the same name. The Kings. No. Damn it. The Warriors. No. Atlanta Hawks. No. Um, Houston Rockets. No. <laughs> well, that only leaves the one and only. <laughs> Portland Trailblazers. No. The New York Knicks. Oh, the Knickerbockers, oh, of course. And the that. Toronto Huskies. Wow. That's some good trivia right there. Yeah. Last but not least, the Lakers have how many championships all time? Tied for the most in NBA history with their rival. Is it 16? No. I was going to say 12. No. Thirteen. No, that's three strikes right there. Yeah, you get you get three oh, we strikes get three each. Jesus. Eleven. No. Seventeen. Correct. Okay, there we go. Tied with the Celtics. Seventeen. I think a better question is who's third, because most people would get Celtics Lakers. Third place. Is uh, the, no, is no, no, Bulls? no. I'll look it up. You okay. guess. Bulls third. I mean, they were at least six. Yeah, MJ got them six. 
But man, going back long term, could be Golden State. Could be the Knicks. Ah, uh, they've been so bad for the past even fifty years now, though. Yeah, they've won one title. But they had fifty years to stack them up. That's a fact. I'm gonna lock in the Bulls at thir- at three. The Bulls are tied with the San Francisco Golden slash Philadelphia slash Golden State Warriors. There we go. With six. Do you have any idea how many finals appearances the Lakers have? I'm gonna go twenty five. No. Twenty four. No. More? Thirty two. Jesus, they lost fifteen? Yes. The Celtics, on the other hand, have twenty one finals appearances. And have won seventeen. With seventeen wins. <laughs> That's a solid record there. Now, NBA-wise, of course, we have a new champion that Cam almost kind of called Michael six months Porter ago. Jr. The one and only possession ender. Correct. Yeah, the Nuggets won the championship. In Took five, care of business. As I suspected on the last show, I said I don't see it going to six. Close. But no cigar. But no cigar. Did you know that the most efficient play in the NBA the last 10 years is the Nikola Jokic post-up? I didn't know that because I just saw that stat. I'd believe it. The most efficient play since 2013 is the Nikola Jokic post-up. Can't go wrong. No. It's pretty crazy. Either a bucket or a wide-open assist. Did you also know? Nikola Jokic is the lowest drafted player to win the finals MVP. Now that is good trivia. I almost said it, but I figured he would have seen the headline. I didn't see the headline, but I did know that he was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial, so I probably could have. You think so? <laughs> yeah. You don't think that there's <laughs> a good something. giveaway? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, Taco Bell. Yes, yeah, Jokic. Uh, I feel like the better trivia question is what commercial was playing when Nikola Jokic <laughs> was drafted? <laughs> Uh, that would be the Taco Bell Nacho Fry commercial cam. Uh, all-time classic. But which one? I like the the action movie one. That one is pretty That's good. pretty good. Yeah, he was what? Uh, like 29th? No, like 42nd. Oh, he's second round. Second round. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, does this increase or affect his all-time ranking at center? Uh, He's got a ring now, and he won it dominantly. I mean, I, I think he's top 10. You're only giving him top ten, comfortably. He's still, he's still. I mean, in his prime, quote unquote. He's, he's been in the league a while, and he, you know, just the last four years or so, he's really started to make a name for himself. So, similar to Giannis, Giannis spent the first four or five years of his career just an NBA player, casual role player, nothing really special. But again, that blossomed into greatness. So. Two, three more years of greatness, that, that will definitely go up. Okay. But I, I will tell you that he's probably the best offensive center. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I will say he's close to being one of the best postseason players of all time. Yeah. And that could just be recency bias, but I believe he's performed very well in all of his postseasons. He's just so efficient. I mean – when you look at his stats and his percentages. I mean, I believe we just witnessed the best postseason ever by a player. Oh, yeah. Uh, he topped Wilt's triple-double record of eight 
and I believe he had like 11. All of which his teammates are going out and dropping 20 apiece. Absolutely. Too. It's crazy. And I think one of them, didn't he have a 53-point triple-double? Or did he uh, not have the assist Not triple-dub, no. yeah, 53. Yeah. Wasn't that the game they lost? Uh, I yes. think they won. And th- they lost, lost that one. Yeah. yeah. I think that was the one the Grizzlies stole. Or maybe it was the Suns. I think it was the one. Other oh, Suns or Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Suns. Uh, favorite to repeat next year? Uh, they probably are. Will they? I think the NBA is probably the hardest sport to repeat in, other than probably the MLB. So I doubt it. I don't. But know. I think there'll be a high seed. If they can keep their pieces together, I mean, they just work so cohesively. I mean, no, I agree. Yeah, but. You also have to look at teams that have kept their pieces together. Will the Heat be back in the finals? Probably not. They're probably going to keep all their teams. Um, I mean, what, the Warriors and the Cavs for as long as that lasted? But, again, that's very different levels of basketball, I think. The Warriors were the best regular season team ever. And continued on that pace until injury till the injury bug hit so i don't know i'm not comfortable saying any team would repeat they might make an appearance but to win the finals back to back is a very very tough thing to do especially with all these other teams just getting better well we'll get your official prediction in a few months from now probably uh, around like october 13th uh, give or take in which you might repeat and predict the finals. Yeah. Get ready for the Oklahoma City Detroit Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> no you, Spurs, huh? No Wembyana yet? <laughs> n- n- no, he dropped eight, pa- uh, eight points in the last game he played. <sighs> yeah. Horrible shooting. He does that. Yeah. Like but a lot. He's the future. Yep. I bet you LeBron never dropped an eight-point game in high school. I bet he didn't. No chance. Maybe in one, like one minute. Exactly. It's probably his lowest scoring minute in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Now the head coaching carousel is complete as the Raptors hired their guy. Darko Rajovic. Close enough. He's the Memphis Grizzlies assistant. Again, kind of unexpected, right? I think they were coached about as good as they could be coached. Uh, Their personnel was the issue there. They could be a successful team. I think they're coached well enough. But there's some players that need to get their shit together, and one player specifically that had to leave. (laughs) Dylan Brooks. Uh, Shanghai Tigers superstar. Legend. Now I'm going to guess he's not going to play Fred Van Vliet 46 minutes a game. Uh, He might. I don't know. (laughs) But that's not a winning strategy. Unfortunately. Now, of all the new head coaching hires, who do you think will have the most and least success next year? I think we kind of already talked about this. Well, now it's official with the Raptors hiring. I think Raptors are last, right? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think the most, probably the Bucks. I I like that. That's just kind of a given. Uh, Depends on how you look at success, though. If you look at most improvement, I could go Monty Williams. Uh, I was going to say record-wise between Toronto and and Detroit. Um, Detroit might have a worse record, but I think overall they should be in better shape. I think Detroit might beat out the Raptors. You think? I think so. Yeah. I think Detroit's going to be pretty good. 
I hope so. They're due. Fun young team. Like, and now what I still think is a top five head coach. Potentially, I wouldn't be shocked if I see them in the play-in at the eight or nine. That should be doable. The East is not oh, very yeah. deep after that five-six spot. Very top-heavy. But again, hear that prediction officially in uh, October fifteenth, thirteenth, give or take. take whatever Thursday that is of that week. Do you want to go official cigar reviews before UFC and baseball talk? Um, sure. Again, another perfect score. I don't really need to go in. It keeps that s'mores throughout. A lot more graham cracker came through this time, which I don't mind. Mm, I'm here for it. Really reminded me of Mr. Tobacco Patches Coffee, the cinnamon graham cracker. I yeah, had. how did that turn out? That was now really you got a, uh, your own coffee maker now. Yeah, I put some milk in it just to mellow down. I think I might have put too much coffee in it. It's really strong, but after that milk, whew, some good stuff. Maybe our new pre-show routine. Oh, that's a lot of coffee to make. <laughs> and then bring. And then do you know his actual name? Uh, I know it's Tobacco Patch Coffee, right? Yeah, everybody just calls him Patches. Ah, that's a good name to have. does wear an eye patch, which is pretty badass. Also, I want to mention you got a uh, a bourbon gift in your housewarming party from yeah, the one and would, only Byron Biagotti. Yeah, you would know the, you know the name of that bourbon. I already forgot. Smoke Wagon. Smoke Wagon. Uncut and unfiltered. Distilled in Nevada. In Las Nevada. Vegas. Yep. Finally coming over here to the East Coast now. Which is pretty tough to find if you're an Ohio boy like me. I have not seen it in stores yet. But of course. Who has the connection? None other than Mr. Byron Biagotti. My... Grandpa from another mother. And what was the first smoke you had at your new place? The Oliva Siri V. Always, always lit it such with a matches. High standards. Oh, did you? Match light. Perfecto tip, right? Uh, it was pretty close. One match? One match. Did you do the JB method where you lit no. and then cut? It's a little much. It's a little much. But Either it was way, delicious. To, to break in the new house with that kind of stick. Then I enjoyed a cup of Woodford reserve with my neighbor already making new friends at my fence mr matt fan of the show probably you turned him on to it i'm sure we talked briefly probably had the hat on i did obviously i don't my thinning is getting so bad i can't not wear a hat <laughs> just wait till that first kid comes i'll just cut it uh, shave point. it let's go let's go cue ball i'm not opposed i think you pull it off I think I could. I could see it. But you rock the hat anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for my foundation, Menelik. The only downside is the draw was a little tighter than usual. Um, I give it an 8 there, but appearance, flavor, burn, and personal, all 10s. Uh, one of my favorite sticks, as I said earlier. Can never go wrong. Kept that nice dark chocolate and pepper throughout. A little more earthy as it went. But again... If a better draw was there, this could probably be and would normally be a 50 out of 50. How about Solid. you, Shane? I I think this is officially taken over the Magic Toast as my favorite. Whoa. Yeah. That's yeah. a bold claim. It's a bold claim, but it's one that I'm not ashamed of. When's the last time you had a Magic Toast? Probably my second show. So, so you're due. A little recency bias here. I'm due. But this, dude, this was amazing. No, I agree. 100%. It, it literally tasted like I walked into an Italian restaurant and, and just, just ate, everything. ate everything. And yeah. I almost feel bad saying that because, like, oh, of course, it's Italian. It's, it's, it's going to be that way. 
but it really is. Like no, that it, Italian binder and filler makes a huge difference. It was it's crazy. Definitely intentional. For sure. And, and it yeah. shows. And we still have like six left here. We have six of those? Uh, give or take. Yeah. I got a full box of, of ten. <laughs> so I've had two. Cam had one. You had one. So yeah, it should be six left. Probably sell them for $6,000 a piece. <laughs> hey, in that case, uh, <laughs> let me hit up eBay real quick. That helped me with that car Friday. Uh, well, I'd go to a studio. but Or Shane's car. I'd go to a studio. What are you, uh, what are you looking for? I want an SUV because I want something big enough to where I can throw my fire ear in the back and still like have enough room to haul something if I need to. Uh, most trunks big enough for that probably. Well, he wants an SUV. He can carry five firefighters and all their fire gear comfortably. Exactly. And I want something, because my car is so old, I want something that feels like I'm driving a modern car. Like, I want a backup camera. I want CarPlay. I want automatic seats. Which, I feel like that sounds like not a lot, but like for a dude that's driving a car that's older than him. Yeah, that goes a long way. If you had five firefighters in your GMC terrain, what are the odds that you're all naked? Uh, 10 out of 10. There's no better way to ride around. That's what I figured. That's to, the way it should be. You have really. to break in the seats. Yeah. Exactly. Cooled seats? Ventilated? Oh, uh, I think. Yeah, keeping things nice and cool back there. Yeah. <laughs> no swamp ass for the boys. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> and you know, that offer doesn't just extend to firefighters. You boys are welcome. I'm booked up. Are you sure? Yeah. No way you can make it? Nah, what I, day I doubt is that? It. Uh, any day. I got really. a thing. Ooh. Yeah, I got that thing <laughs> I got to go to. Yeah, calendar's pretty booked. But good to know if a seat was available, I'd, I'd be invited. Yeah. That is good to know. Yeah, uh, really, anytime, guys. But there's nothing I love more than sitting on my couch. <laughs> that's tough to beat, yeah. Especially in your, now that it's in your couch. House. Your couch in your, your house. In your and house. God, my couch is so comfortable. And you're just free balling all day. It's almost, it might be more comfortable than my bed. In that case, Ooh. you didn't new bed. No, my bed is very comfortable. But your couch is just that much better. My couch is so comfortable. Where'd you get your couch? Well, I got to test it out now. From my grandpa's brother. Nice. But, oh my God. Everyone that I've had over has talked about how comfortable my couch is. And how it's one of those that is so comfortable, you can't get up. It's the best kind. It is. So good. Have you guys been couch shopping recently? No. No, it's been like a long, long time. I went a week ago, and the prices on these couches, like, they're more than the down payment that I'm putting on. Oh, it's outrageous. Couch. Yeah. It's, like, crazy. Oh, I get it. You need the, the SUV to haul couches. enough room to put a couch in. Because That's, you don't have two friends who have trucks that could haul things. No. I mean, I'd like to do it myself. And so then, friends are for Well, an SUV is not going to haul a couch. Not Moose a couch. Flash. Well, you know, like, trunk you know, open, strap it up. TV, really anything. I mean, what car can't carry a TV? No, not a big TV. I want, uh, I want a 75-incher, baby. Nah, any, any car can hold a 75-incher. No. You could back seat probably sure. throw a 75-incher in your Monte Carlo. I load TVs all day long. I know they can't. Take it out the box, dude. Fake news. Take it out the box. Fake news. What TV are you moving still in the box? You got to break in the TV before you move it. That's you a rookie. Oh, come on. Everybody knows that. What if it doesn't work? Then you boom, you're, hauled you're a 75 inch TV in the box for no reason. God, the amount of people dude. that think that way too, dude. Like I see it at work all the time. They, they, I'll watch people. They'll pull up in like a, a Toyota Corolla with a 75 inch. Absolutely, it will and not it fits fit. Totally, no, it won't fit. They'll it try to strap it to the roof. I bet then, you, if they took it out the box, it fit. If they took it out the box, but then 
if they bring it back, we're not we're not giving them a refund. Uh, they might. We're not giving them a refund. They might. I'm not giving them a refund. Company Your policy not. says you should get a refund. No. As long as they have the receipt. If if I watch you load that TV like an idiot and then it comes back broken, I'm not giving you a refund. Well, I mean, define an idiot. Uh, apparently, taking out of the box means you're an idiot. Dude, I moved all my TVs in my house not in the box. Same okay, here. Okay, but that's not from the store. Uh, that is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Scoreboard. Yeah. But I've also moved the TVs out of the box twice, which is more than the store to my house. And no breakages. No breakage. How about some UFC talk here, boys? UFC. It's about to be UFC in here. Shane doesn't stop looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ref. Three rounds. Uh, my money is on camp. I have been VR boxing a lot lately. Yeah. I, dude, it's a workout, isn't it? You're back uh, in the dude. VR thing? Yeah. He, he was never off. I was uh, off for he, a little he bit. He waned some. I was off for a little bit. But I'm back in. I was still getting poker updates every once in a while, though. Uh, as of late, yes. Yeah. I'm up like 300 grand. Dude, nice. Back in poker, VR boxing, got the uh, like the Beat Saber thing. Oh, dude, so fun. So hard. Hard? It's so really? Fun. It's difficult. It is really? Hard. It's really hard. It's a tough one. Their commercial makes it look so like they all mindless it, and, yeah. and it makes easy it and fun. Everyone who no. does it makes it look so fun. But you play it and you're miserable. Dude, <laughs> those, those things are coming at you at like 50 They're so miles fast. an hour. And you've just got to like... You have to put your hand up and then down and then like left, right, all at once. But then you have to dodge like these walls that are coming at you. Uh-huh. Like you have a health bar. It's wild. So it's a workout. Sort of, yeah. It's just stressful. You're, you're, uh, you're sweating. I'm really good at Beat Saber. <laughs> I have not, but I, I would like to. <laughs> let me get good at it. I'll let you know. I'll sit on that nice comfy couch and watch you play Beat Saber. You'll probably be the most in-shape human being we've ever seen once you get good at Beat Saber. It's only a matter yeah, of time. That's true. Or VR boxing. Yeah. I'm stuck on this one guy. We keep drawing. Really? Literally have drawed with him like four times. Like AI or an actual player? AI. It's AI. Yeah. The AI is they're really, good. They're dude. really good. They're good. Can you play actual like PvP? I don't I know. I don't know. Probably not. It's like a $3 game. Probably not. Well, in that case, I'll play AI, AI all day. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, they're like two-minute rounds. You get three rounds. Whew. It's exhausting. It is. How long has it been since you've thrown a punch? Have you ever thrown a punch? Uh, not seriously. No. You have to seriously throw punches because yeah. I think your power is like it's measured. connected, right? Measured yeah. on how hard you actually throw the punch. So, like my uh, what's that? Like right under your shoulder, right here. What's that muscle called? Anybody know that one? Yeah, uh, it's not your lat, but like I don't know your. Is that your trap? No, that your trap wing, on your neck. It's like the trap of your your shoulder. Yeah, it kind of comes down. It's like yeah. your shoulder trap. It connects like your chest to your shoulder, yeah, not your neck trap, but your shoulder trap. Yeah. I couldn't move it. <laughs> I was throwing overhand overhand hooks. Wild. And like, yeah, oh man. I'm, I'm a big fan of body punches because body punch, they drop their guard. And then you then I hit a nice little two-piece. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like when I throw a jab, it's like I just slap them with a pillow. But I'll get there, dude. I don't know why, but the body, dude, their entire torso is purple when I'm done with them. <laughs> but their face is just like, pillows all day hey but you win a scorecard uh no i draw except against this guy yeah he's he knocks me down but i can't knock him down i don't know how to knock people out in that game get more powerful I'm trying keep trying and they have like speed bag they have punching bag like all the training too don't use it i just jumped right in maybe i should go back 
But yeah, it's a wild, wild thing. And then I, I'd, I'd be gassed in 30 seconds. See, I thought that too. But then you get adrenaline. Oh, yeah. When you win, your adrenaline kicks and you're like, oh, I'm going to keep winning. I'm, I'm going to ride bad. this. Yeah. And when you see it getting close, dude, it kicks you into over, like yeah. overcon. It's crazy. I didn't, I didn't feel sore when I was done. It was the next day. Uh huh. Just so like you, you have out. legit adrenaline. Yeah. Yes. Are you playing "I the Tiger" while you're fighting this guy? No. No. No music. Rocky theme song. You have no, to lock nothing. in completely. No music. You're I'm locked completely in. locked in. These dudes will beat the shit out of you. Are, you, ta- are you talking shit? Uh, a little bit. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. Especially v- after we drawed the third time, I was yelling at the ref. Do you have a VR cut, man? I wish. Go to your corner, cool down a little bit, nice cold towel, a little bit of water. I probably should do that. Get the full experience. When I go, because you do have to walk back to your corner. When I do that, I should just put one of my stools over yeah, there. Yeah, get a stool, have Shaylee come out and, uh, and patch you up, give you a little pep talk, come out for round two nice and cold get out. cold on the shoulders. Oh, yeah. I might have to do that. Then you'll knock him down. Maybe. That's or what you're missing right now. I don't get out of the stool. Because <laughs> it's actually your couch. <laughs> exactly. And you can't get back up. <laughs> then you're sitting there like exactly. the old Wii. You're on the couch just throwing weak punches. Can't do that. No. It's literally impossible. It's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally impossible. I'll have to uh, give that a shot when I when I come by. Yeah, there's so much. Oh, my gosh. VR is so fun. I think you should just get one. Uh, I'm scared, man. Just get one. You really should. If I do, I'm going to get, like, Resident Evil or oh. some kind of scary game where I'm locked get, in. I need to get into that. Too. And I'm yeah. freaked out. Dude. Yeah. I didn't expect the Walking Dead game to, like, actually be scary. It's terrifying. Like the the Telltale one? Uh, I don't think it's by Telltale. Well, I guess if it's, if it's VR, probably something different. Yeah, yeah. it's dude, it's kind of wild. Like the jump scares are nasty. Yeah, with the full like audio and you're locked in, I'd be freaked out. Yeah, it's it's tough. I yeah. want that though. It's tough, dude. It's, it's not expensive. It's like twenty bucks, and it's like a whole game. Probably a dumb I, question. They probably have like VR hunting, right? I like VR fishing. They have, v- they have oh, dude. VR fishing, dude, oh. for days. Put me on my couch. Give me a twelve pack. There's my whole day right I there. I said my fishing chair. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Sign me up. Dude, yeah, who, they, who needs an actual bachelor party when we can just go VR fishing? Uh, let's do that. VR poker? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all here in the same room, but who needs to play a real poker? We're all in VR together. Exactly. <laughs> High stakes, dude. I'm throwing 300 grand out right now. Cool. Right? Call all day. Dude, that's Do not call too. this guy. Do not call him. Yeah, don't call me. No. But call that guy. Yeah. That guy's I'll, a freaking. I'll, I'll raise Shane. Absolutely. Yeah. He'll he'll call it. And we raise you. <laughs> Shane, Shane, you have a three eight. There's something out there. What are you doing? Oh, I, I thought I had you. <laughs> oh man. Now UFC wise. Sneaky card on Saturday. I mean, they're all good. Eh. They're not star powered, but most of them are good. Any shock by the co-main with Charles Oliveira knocking out Dariush in the first round? I was surprised about a knockout. Figured it'd go to decision. But, I mean, obviously he's getting his rematch with Islam now. Should be, yeah. Pretty sure that's already in the works. Islam's not going to turn it down. I don't know if the outcome's any different. Probably not. But I do think, now that Charles has wins over the entire ranked top 15 in lightweight... I think he's kind of made himself the best lightweight ever, over Khabib even. Uh, His resume is bar none, maybe the best ever. I agree. Unfortunately, his record doesn't show the same best ever, but 
I, I agree with that. I think he might be the best lightweight ever. I think he can definitely make a case. He's got a solid argument. Now, bad for Dariush, probably never going to get a title shot now. Uh, Don't want to say he's a gatekeeper, but he didn't solve anything. He still had the same sloppy defense on the feet, and it cost him, and he got lit up. I hate to say it, but Charles might be the gatekeeper. The problem is there's no gate. It's Islam and then everybody else. Uh, somebody's bound to get one on Charles. Yeah, but who's going to get one on Islam? Nobody. Exactly. Well, that's that's not what the... Charles is the gatekeeper for title fights. For what, number two? You beat Charles, you're getting a title fight. Period. Charles beats you, he's getting another title fight. Period. Like, that is the title fight matchup. If you beat Charles, you're getting Islam. If Charles beats you, he's getting Islam. We're going to see... Similar to Moreno and Figueredo. It's going to be 27 title matches. The thing is, I, I just keep seeing it's going to be Islam against Charles. Then he goes and fights Volk again. And then Charles again. And then Volk again. That's his entire title reign. Uh, unless other people step up. I mean, who do you got? Manage to beat Charles. Poirier, Chandler, God forbid, Connor. Maybe there's an up-and-coming star. There's got to be some new blood I mean, I would think Dariush, but he, he's also like 35, and he couldn't beat Charles. You know, Fizayev and Gamarot are still a tier below. Either way, though, Charles adds on his record of the most finishes in UFC history, and I think now he's third or fourth and most wins all time. And the main event. Good to see a GOAT go out on top, finally. We've had yeah. a long stretch of veterans getting knocked out badly. Oh, yeah. In their last fight. But Amanda Nunes took care of business. Should have been probably a 50-40 to 40 fight. Uh, that's nice thing on the old Twitter right there. Uh, but took care of business against Irene Aldana. Looked great. And then, as kind of expected, retired post-fight. Uh, nothing else to prove. Definitely. Pena's upset. <laughs> I've never went from not caring about a fighter to hating somebody so much. She's so annoying. And not even that good to be able to be that annoying. The only point she made that I agree with is I agree that Nunez shouldn't compare herself to Anderson Silva. I think it's not that outrageous. I don't think you should do that. Now, Anderson did have the best title run of all time. And could be argued, I mean, maybe not over John Jones or GSP, but he's definitely one of the GOATs. But Nunez is by far the women's goat and pound for pound one of the best fighters of all time. I mean, to do what she did to Cyborg and then Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate, Holly Holm, her resume's bar none, the best ever. And she came back, avenged her loss, and then took care of business. She shouldn't have to fight Pena again because she destroyed her last fight. So go out, enjoy retirement, be a coach. She, oh, she's got her own gym now. She's got a baby. Good to see I, I'm just glad we finally got for the first time in a long time, to see a legend go out on their own terms. No, I agree. 100%. It was definitely a sight for sore eyes. And then props to Aldana, who just took a beating for five rounds, but didn't didn't go down, <laughs> didn't get knocked out, pulled her best Chris Matino impression. Oh, yeah. And uh, hopefully got paid. Uh, I mean, headlining a, uh, a pay-per-view against the GOAT. Should have a nice little check right there. This Saturday, not much to talk about. Uh, I think it's Marvin Vittori and 
I want to say Jared Cannonier should be a banger. Good fight. And again, most of the time fight nights are really good. They're just not star studded. But yeah, you get a chance to see some of the up and coming guys, some of the the people you really don't know by name that the can future. show up, put a great fight in, and hopefully get more well known. The future, if you will. Some uh, some quick baseball talk. I was in Cincy on last Thursday. Got to see the GOAT Clayton Kershaw in person for the first time ever. Pitch like the GOAT Clayton Kershaw. Uh, vintage Kershaw. Great start. Uh, but my losing streak continues. The past four games I've been to have all been losses for the Red Legs. You should uh, take the weekend off in August and hit every Reds-Blue Jays game. For and me. they'll lose all three. Yeah. yeah. Can you do me that favor? I don't think I can. Because I've got two bachelor parties, two weddings. I've got a lot of time i got to burn. Oh, that's true. Maybe be taking more time off for a, a Reds whooping. Uh, I feel like there's always time. Bubba Shett, three for four, two bombs. 17 errors. <laughs> Give or take. Because <laughs> they went 11 to two. But yeah, good to see Ellie in person too. Uh, good crowd, especially on a Thursday afternoon. But man, the excitement when he comes up is outrageous. I don't I follow baseball that much, but I don't know if you guys saw this. One of his homers that he hit went so high it got picked up on air traffic control radar. Yeah, legit. He hit the very last row in right field. That It's insane. Yeah. Like, I've never been so interested in watching someone play baseball. Yeah, even for being a you know mediocre team in a mediocre market, he's getting national airplay, national media coverage. Oh, he's big time. I think... There's a guy around here that just pulled one of his rookie cards, and it was one of one, and it sold for more than a million dollars. Holy shit, already? Yeah. I mean, right now would be the time to sell it. it, it In a heartbeat. A one of one. The only print of that card to ever be made. God damn. And he's uh, from, like, Dayton. I've been in his shop before. That's definitely best to sell it now just to be safe. Oh, yeah. Just in case, yeah. But... You know, if he goes the Joey V route where he's the best red to ever play or one of, then you're going to eat your shorts on that one. Uh, give me a cool milli now. <laughs> I'll make up for it later. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the guys who sold Bitcoin before it hit like 75000 uh, I knew a few guys that did that. Like, yeah, I made a cool, you know, I bought a pizza or even like the guys who made a million. Like, you could have made forty. Dude, the biggest downside, L, is people who have their Bitcoin in like their wallet that they can't unlock. Yep. And they could have sold it for like ten million bucks. Well, dude, you But they have, can't even access it. When it was so cheap that guy straight up bought pizza with Bitcoin. Can you imagine? Like, how do you think he feels right now, knowing that he probably wouldn't have ever had to work again? Probably committed suicide. I would think so. I probably would. I would hope not. I mean, yeah, of course not. I wish for the best, but I know what I would do if I if I bought a Domino's, you know, half off delivery deal with Bitcoin. <laughs> like, yeah, and I was happy that night. And you still gave the guy like a hundred Bitcoin because at the time and it was no worth change. Nothing. Oh, of course not. Hey, keep it, man. Have a good one. Take care. Imagine your tip being two Bitcoin. You're like, what the fuck is this? I'm gonna get rid of it, and then boom, five million dollars later. What could have been? Either way, though, yeah, great to see Kershaw and Ellie in person. And good things continue for the Red Legs. Got a good streak going here. Suddenly, my division bet is still Somebody's looking pretty good. getting excited. I've been excited. That's not good. It's You know what? It's good to feel it again. Because I can't get excited about the Cowboys. Yeah, you can. Same you old did. thing. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I learned my lesson, but I haven't. I'll do it again. But God damn the Red Legs. I'm, I'm a, 
back in love with the team and back in love with the game again. Uh, but other news besides that, all of a sudden, the, the A's are rolling. Swept the Brew Crew in Milwaukee up to a whole 19 wins now. And playing Tampa this series, they should get smoked. And I believe the A's lost tonight. Uh, should have. And their crowd was chanting, sell the team. As they have been the past month and a half. Yeah. They did have their first ever totally fan-funded like giveaway and sellout on like last Tuesday. To prove that, they still have fans there that want to support the team, if the team would actually support them back. And now the whole stadium deal's kind of in limbo. Where they had a deal in place, and then Vegas took it back, and now they're renegotiating. If they move, do they move? Who knows? It's a never-ending saga. Your market's um, not going to get any better. Uh, no, it shouldn't. If they can just casually sell out when they want to, just your team sucks and you're not doing anything about it. <laughs> Sad to see. Similar to the Reds. The Reds could probably sell out if they wanted to. And, and attendance is going up. Exactly. Because they did the right thing for yeah. the first time in 12 years. Uh, yeah, pretty much since the 2012 team. People are excited and actually going back to the ballpark. Uh, but other than that, kind of a slow week. You got uh, Tampa did take two or three from the Rangers in a potential ALCS matchup. The first all-star ballot came out, which I'll touch on more next week as far as who I think should be the main all-stars as opposed to the fan vote, which is, of course, never goes right, never goes the way it should be. There are no Rays currently in the starting lineup, which is a joke. But again, save that for next week. Uh, this weekend, you got Rangers and Jays. Big-time series for your Blue Jays. Take two out of three, maybe. Make uh, a wave. Clean sweep. Call it here. Uh, your boy Chris Bassett got a little... A little lit up again today. Unfortunately, what, 11 hits in three innings? Uh, Yeah, three innings, 11 hits, eight runs. It's pretty solid. Vintage Chris Bassett. Exactly. And you got Rays, Padres, Giants, Dodgers, and again, Yankees and Red Sox. How about... Uh, I got a little baseball trivia for you off the top of my head. Okay, I'm here for it. How many catchers have hit for the cycle? I just saw this because J.T. Romuto just did it. I want to say 17. That is correct. Yeah. He became the 17th catcher all time to hit for the cycle. Shane, what is a cycle? I'm going to – I have no idea. Well, It's actually when they ride a bicycle around the bases after hitting a home run. Oh, wow. See, you hit a fucking nuke. Your teammates pulled the bike out and you just, you just ride just around ride the back. Out. There yeah. it is. That's the cycle. Good no, a cycle is a uh, in the same game a homer, triple, double, and a single. Hmm. Now four you know. Four. The more you know. The more you know. And we do know. I believe Kyler has hit the cycle before in uh, high school ball. Really? Kyler Murray. Yep. Kyler King, actually. I just saw him the other day. Better name. That's actually a that's a legendary name. Yeah. Isn't it? He should be in the pros right now. It's a pretty solid name. He's a big. T- he's pretty good at golf, though. He is very good at golf. Every time I play with Kyler, I feel worse and worse about my game. If you sure. guys if you guys could change your name, would you? Because my name, it was supposed to be my first and or middle name, was supposed to be Montgomery Hayes. Ooh. If that was my name, I would have gone to OSU, been an all-state quarterback. That's strong. Probably be in the pros right now. That's strong. But that Austin is. Hayes, he's just a guy. That's just a guy. Baseball player. Yeah. I don't know retired. If, there, if there was a... Nothing really goes well with Winklewitz. 
You got to go alliteration like William. Willie Winklewitz. I feel like that just makes him sound like a joke. <laughs> yeah, but imagine getting toasted for 35 points by Willie Winklewitz. That is true. There's some comedic aspect there. <laughs> the Polish hammer. Shane Brooke, just kind of a guy. A great guy, but just kind of a guy. Derek Brooke. <sighs> really famer. close to being a legend. <laughs> <laughs> One letter off. Dylan. Dylan Brooke, also very close to being a legend. Uh, a legend in the wrong way, maybe. But see, I think every 20 years, you should have to change your name. Oh, have dude, to? That'd be sweet. I think you should, because I don't want to see a baby named Bill. We were just talking about this at work, dude. Like, all of these kids now, they have, like, really, really weird names. So They're like, going to be old. 70 years from now, somebody's going to be wiping down, like, Braxton's ass. Yeah, I don't want to see <laughs> old man Traden. Yeah. His name dude. should be Bill. Like, you're an old guy. Have your actual name. They've, so, maybe from when birth you hit to 25, 20, you have to change your name to an old time, old person's name? I think 0 to 20. But, dude. You have a cool kid name, right? 20 to 40? Middle-aged You're name. in your prime. Change John. up a little bit. You're a dad now. I feel bad for, like, back then, the poor baby named, like, Gertrude or something. <sighs> like, you're just destined to be old. Again, shouldn't <laughs> be a baby named Gertrude. But when you're 80, you should be named Gertrude. Yeah. The name, uh, the what's name the, what's a solid middle-aged name? Something 20, simple. 20 to 40. 21 to 40. What's something generic. John. Chad. Nah, Chad's kind of has that, that connotation that now. kid oh, douchey yeah. name. Um, Kyle. Not a Kyle. Kyle's 0 to 20 for sure. Yeah. Mm. Like if you're 15, uh, you should be a Kyle. But if you're 27 with two kids, like you go generic. Rob. Like Aaron, Rob, Joseph, Bobby, Joe. Is Frank too old? Yeah, Frank's definitely a 65 plus kind of thing. Okay. Um, See, I think the same thing about Bob. But Bob's versatile. You can be Bobby. You can be Robert. You can be Rob. When you're 85, now you're Bob. That's true. Don't people short? No, William is Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Willie, Billy, Bill, William. And you go Slick Willie. If you go by... You throw a nickname on that part. We go Slick Bill. Nah, not not quite the same ring. No. You go Big Bill. Big Bill. And Slick (laughs) Willie. I could see you 30 years down the road being Big Bill. Yeah. Nah, I see him right now. After the shaves of the head. You got (laughs) the grill going. (laughs) Big Bill. Big Cam. (laughs) Big game. Big country. Big country. So those two are already. That should be on your license, actually. Big country Winklewitz. <laughs> Not Willie. Big country. In our in our in parentheses, the Vink. Oh, we don't <laughs> we don't want the Vink. No. Just in case. We're not ready for the Vink. It's been a while. Maybe next uh, one too many. The I, Vink comes out. It's a that's a different guy. It's a scary guy. Yeah, like, the guy you meet when I do one too many is Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> so when does the Vink actually come out? Because Anger. I think episode eight was the Vink Unleashed. Just, was, just a glimpse, just a little taste. It was also, I believe the Vink Unleashed is when I made my NBA call. Uh, so, that is also true. So, so the that might Vink be, That is, might be my most intelligent life form. <laughs> so that was not the Vink that we saw throwing up in Austin's bathroom. No, that was Cameron. <laughs> that was definitely Cameron. Yeah, because I normally go by Cam. But when you're, you know, drinking a little bit and, and throwing some back up, that's Cameron. Cameron starts coming out. How about time for a stick peek here, boys? I'm here for it. I think you're due, Cam. 
Eyes are closed. Bucket has been shaken up. We're going to reach around in there. Give it the old reach around. And we have the Nicaragua by E.P. Carrillo. Which I think we just pulled like two weeks ago, actually. So we'll pull again. Uh, Repull. Why not? Shake it back up. And I took some of the good ones out of here to do our eventual like collage. But still at least probably 200 wrappers in here in this bucket. And we got the... Perdomo Esteli Habano. One of Shane's favorites. Very, uh, that goes for... I think good. that was from Greg, of course. Uh, goes for 10, 12 bucks. Uh, nice Connecticut. Can never go wrong there. Good flavor. Um, I've had a couple of these myself. Uh, good blend, too. A lot of different tobaccos in the actual filler. So pick one up on this week's stick pick. Uh, Cam, you're close, but no cigar. Miami Heat. Of course. Great run. Great run. They were so close to making me the best sports analyst in the history of sports analysts. You know, for, um, for my money, you still are. This year, you definitely need to put money on your pick. Like just twenty bucks or picks on anything. Yeah, like if I'm gonna if the Eagles are undefeated and they're getting ready to play the Jaguars. <laughs> well, the Jags are good now. Uh, sorry, they're if they ready play to, the Texans. They're getting ready to play the Panthers. You think you know what? I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Austin, it needs to be our goal to give this man a gambling habit. I've tried. He's a, he's got an iron will. I don't think he would once he starts making money. Account limits, bub. Oh, but dude, twenty bucks a week. Max. He's playing VR poker. He doesn't need to gamble. Exactly. I make he's sports bet, bets on 50K there. 50K on... Uh, there's an actual sports book yeah. in there, right? Yeah, see? It's a lost cause. There's no hope here. Made 300K. Be- I made, uh, The uh, Heat were a plus 350 favorite. Or f- my, plus 350 underdog. How much and did you spend on that? Game... Uh, I don't know what game... Whatever game they won. The night before, I put 150K on them to win. If you did that in real life, you'd be very well off. We'd have a studio. We, we would. would. A real studio. Yeah. That's cool. I did it, though, in sort of real life. Felt real to me. I mean, it was real life, <laughs> just, you know, virtual. It felt, felt real to me. It felt real to me. <laughs> now, I think we're going to take a break on Bums of the Week until football starts back up. Because or, unless you guys want four baseball bums. Or if there's some wild story about... Antonio Brown guys putting weights in fish yeah, or yeah, AB stealing kids <laughs> something so temporary maybe one or two bums here and there and then uh, back in full swing come Football come kickoff um, I really want to mention before we wrap up shop for the first time ever maybe some soccer news Lionel Messi coming to the MLS and nosebleed tickets are only nine fifty a piece just to be in the stadium to get your binoculars out to see Lionel Messi. Now, I might have a hookup for us. Do you? Potentially. No, of course not. Oh. But you're supposed to go with the bid, so. Okay. Either way, good for the sport, I guess, right? Yeah. To Definitely see the, good to for see the, the goat come to, uh, to the U.S. Well, he was already been here. And the amount of... Well, yeah, but now to play for the MLS, at well, least. Again, we've already had that. The goat's already been in the MLS. David Beckham? Zlatan, Zlatan. Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic, the only soccer player I can name off the top of my head. Uh, current, I mean, you got Ronaldo, Messi, and that's about it. He had me beat. 
Either way, again, it should be good for the sport. Um, I really don't care myself, but if a comes a sense of your Columbus and maybe somebody gives me a free ticket, I'll yeah, try like to open up my schedule or something. Nah, you never know. Like you know, no he, way I'm paying nine fifty, but no so. chance unless I get to meet him. Yeah, and then maybe true. be a cool cool photo op. I would yeah. like to go to a Columbus Crew game though. I've heard they're a lot of fun. They are oh, a lot for of sure. Fun. I think yeah. I, I got to go. I got ho- hockey and soccer. I got to go to. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard great things about. I know both. the. Uh, you've never been to a hockey game? Nope. Wow, but I've heard Jackets games are incredible. Yeah, any hockey is even if you go to like the ECL or whatever the the minor is. Dude, I'll go see a you know middle school team. I don't care. But uh, yeah, TB was telling me about the uh, Columbus Crew game he took his son to. Yeah, yeah, and he said there's this like super fan section where they have a drum line. Yep. That's and pretty dope. it's like first come, first serve. So if you're there early enough. You could be in the drum line. Yeah. Uh, sign me up. Dude, That's what I said. I've never seen people get more hyped in my life. Like in that stadium, it's there's not as many people, but the amount of noise that comes out of the people oh, that are there. for sure. Insane. But do they have a cup snake? That'd be dope. No, but if you're. They'll probably start it. Yeah, we'll start it. If you're an away team, there's a cup of beer getting thrown at you. Even sure. here in the U.S.? Even here in the U.S. I've had it happen to me. Really? Yeah. How did you react? I was pissed. I was looking for whoever the fuck did it. But you didn't do anything. I couldn't find him. You took it like a punk. He smoldered. I couldn't find him. <laughs> didn't look hard enough. This was Shane. He just got beer thrown at him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, man. Come on, man. Who threw that? No, just I, making a face. I turned around and I was looking to see if anyone was like staring at me because it just fucking threw beer at me. I'd imagine they're looking, but I couldn't. They're not. Anyone. They just threw it. They were looking and laughing actively. I and you said, uh, um, uh, never mind. Sorry, sir. <laughs> my, mean, my bad. I didn't mean to get in the way of your beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you a new one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cam, wrap up shop here. Well, Reach out to us on social media and e- via email to send in your fan questions. Uh, social media handles at Sports and Stogies on everything. Uh, and again, Sports and Stogies at gmail.com is where you need to send your fan questions. And again, Papa Hayes, we appreciate it using that official outlet to send in your fan questions. Sorry, I'm not a sports interview guy. I think Austin covered that pretty well, though. I do my best. And that's it. How about Saturday, the 17th? Tip top, Father's Day event, $20 door price if there are tickets available. Still some now you can get online. And I believe there's some sort of like street tacos involved now, I think. Um, like a food truck or the actual cigars? No, the like actual food. Okay. I know there's a voucher for Penn Station, but I want to get one free. I know that right next door. But I think I th- I thought I saw Wolfie post something about tacos. That's all I need right there. Yeah, I'm here for tacos. Good cigar sure. and a taco. <sighs> Sign me up. Can't get better than that. Yeah, it's our second OCM event of the year. Should be a great time, great turnout. I know, of course, Crown Heads and Agonorsa Leaf Cigars will be on hand. And if you're a fan and you see us there, come up and say hi. Without a doubt. Because we're just going to be kicked back. Don't forget to bring your own chair. Hanging out, enjoying the cigar. Should be a gorgeous day for a great cause and a great event. Always. You know what we say. What do we say, Shane? S and S. To the moon!